Now, our next session will explore how agencies are taking direction from the President's management agenda and customer experience executive order by putting experience first and re-architecting how work gets done. Please join me in welcoming to the stage John Borsler, Chief Veterans Experience Officer at the Department of Veterans Affairs, and Pamela Powers, Managing Director at KPMG Federal Consulting, and Arun Iyer, Principal Executive Architect and Field CTO at ServiceNow. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. So, uh, by the way, Iyer, Dr. Iyer, no relation. Okay, we're the same name. Good milestone day for Iyer's. So, uh, uh, so let me introduce myself. I'm uh, a uh, field CTO with ServiceNow, working across all of federal, and I have here our guests. Uh, who are going to share their experiences. If you can introduce yourself briefly. All right, Pamela Powers, hello everyone. Uh, I started my career at the Air Force Academy many years ago uh, with a degree in organizational psychology and then spent the next 28 years in the Air Force realizing that organizations really do have a psychology. Uh, retired in 2018 and then went to work as a senior leader on the civilian side first at the um, Office of the Secretary of Defense for Personnel and Readiness, and then over at the Department of, of Veterans Affairs, where first I was Chief of Staff and then Acting Deputy Secretary. And it was a real honor to work in John's organization and serve my fellow veterans, which was great. I've uh, been with KPMG for about two years on the federal transformation delivery side. Um, and it's great to be part of an organization that is a leader in customer experience and has incredible professionals providing value, uh, delivering excellence, and helping organizations deliver great customer experience. Uh, so it's good to be here today. I'm excited about the discussion. Thank you, Pat. Go ahead, John. And good morning, howdy. I'm John Bursler, and I serve as the Chief Experience Officer at the United States Department of Veterans Affairs. And uh, many years ago, I started my career in the military as well, like Pam, but uh, in the Marine Corps. And when I got out, uh, um, uh, pursued a, a career in the public sector and mix of private sector, public sector, doing UX, uh, UI design, and human-centered design. Uh, so it's uh, really awesome that VA has such an investment in mm -hmm. the customer experience and the employee experience, which, of course, we'll talk about here today. But if y'all didn't know, and because both Pam and I uh, represent the v represented the VA at different times in our career. It's the largest integrated health system in the United States. We got about 450,000 employees, so mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an incredible effort, but uh, a very noble one. Hey, thank you, thank you both for your service and continued service to the veterans. Uh, so let's kind of jump into the theme of our you know federal forum here. Uh, we said transformation accelerator. And we're going to start with the transformation part of it. And as the title of our session says, you know, customer experience and employee experience. Together, they are leading towards transformational experiences. So can you share, you know, why is it considered critical that CEX and EX go together and, you know, your experiences uh, in your delivery as well as ownership of solutions? Well, in, in my view, as the chief experience officer at VA, we not only focus on customer experience, but we work on employee experience as well, because truly, you know, one cannot exist without the other. If you want a world-class 
customer experience, as most of y'all know, you, you really should have or try endeavor to have a world-class uh, employee experience. And what we're finding, especially on the employee experience side, these folks who are in the field, whether they're clinicians or they're delivering benefits or they're managing our cemeteries across the country, they're engaging with hundreds, if not thousands of veterans on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis. And so they're reflecting in their own uh, uh, employee experience uh, the pain points, the bright spots, and the moments that matter in the customer experience. So we're learning a tremendous amount from our employees about how to solve for customer pain points. Yeah, I, th I think it's really important to look at, at it as an ecosystem of people serving each other and an ecosystem of processes and technology that all collaborate to create that experience. I think a lot of times organizations will focus on an app or a website or a call center specifically, but they don't look at everything behind that that creates that experience. For example, you know, a lot of federal agencies may have a great call center with empathetic employees that provide great resolution to a problem, but then they turn you off to another part of the organization that makes you send in 10 forms via fax, and you never know if it gets there. You never know if somebody is working on your problem. And so, you know, it's all interrelated, and I think organizations need to look at that when they're starting this, this uh, CX journey. Great. Uh, I mean, that brings a, a more kind of specific point I wanted to ask John. Uh, you know, in what specific ways is the Veterans Affairs or, you know, generally the federal government um, trying to make that service delivery or the operations more uh, human-centric and kind of citizen-focused, citizen-centric? And why is it important? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, VA, in the last seven years, we've invested heavily in, the human, in, the, in a, a large human-centered design practice. Uh, some of which we may have worked with some of y'all in the room in different projects, and it's incredibly important. And we've seen this dramatic shift in what we, when we started measuring trust, ease, effectiveness, and emotion in uh, fiscal year 2016, we're at 55% trust. Mm -hmm. And as we d developed uh, and just studied each individual business line using human-centered design and, and applying uh, lots of solutions to those pain points, we saw a gradual increase, and today we're at 77% trust, which if you think about the way that we capture our trust score is a, on a quarterly basis is very similar to the net promoter score system in the private sector. So 77% is pretty, pretty good That's if you impressive. think about it, the government version of a, a net promoter yeah. score. So we've seen the results in the investment in human-centered design and how you can shift an organization from what we used to be very organization-centered design, like because we run the VA, we know what's best for mm -hmm. our customers. Well, not exactly. Like yeah. using the customer voice and the voice of the customer to then change and improve those processes over time. And I would say that it has an effect on employees as well and the employee experience. During that same shift in time, or the period in time, the employee satisfaction increased dramatically. VA at one point, about five years ago, was um, 17 out of 18 best places to work in the federal government. And now it's in the top five. And I think the CX um, strategies had a big influence on that. Yeah, so I think uh, you brought some very good measures, you know, on how you measure success because sometimes experience is very difficult to kind of capture in terms of the, um, in a quantifiable way, right? Uh, but you, you talked about this earlier in your uh, discussion on how 
better employee experience can lead to better customer experience. And sometimes what happens is that the middle office or the back office is where some of these are, even though you might not give a fancy and consumer grade customer experience to the citizen, you're still able to improve the employee experience so the end customer gets a better experience. Mm -hmm. But in your experience, uh, uh, what are some of the initial steps and what are some of the quick wins that you know, members of the audience can take back and use in their organizations? Sure, so uh, KPMG for the, over the last decade has been serving customers across uh, thousands of brands and they, ha they have a really great uh, uh, report that they put together called the Customer Experience Excellence uh, Report and it shows you know, what organizations out there in industry are doing well and why. And so, um, you know, one of the things that we've seen is the public sector has been notoriously at or near the bottom every year. Uh, VA was not measured, and you know, they didn't have enough respondents. I think that, that you all would have uh, skewed the scores. Uh, but this is the first year that we've actually done a government report as well. And there's some really great insights that we can learn. But I think the reason why government agencies are at or near the bottom is, is for, they have several challenges that the, the, the um, industry doesn't have, the commercial sector doesn't have. Things like aging infrastructure. I think I, I read somewhere that 79% of federal CIOs um, say that their aging infrastructure affects their mission. And I think you know, a byproduct of that is their customer experience. Um, they also have uncertain long-term budgets. It's really hard to, to do a transformation, I'm sure you all know this, uh, over multiple years in the federal government because that budget is uncertain. Uh, and then change of leaderships happen often, right? And mission priorities change. And so some of those transformation efforts may not make it. Um, but to your question, uh, Organizations just, you know, especially on the federal government side, they need to get in the game. They need to start this journey. And they can start small. They can start, they can look at um, high impact, uh, small changes that make a difference. And some of those are low cost. Uh, and then, you know, I think one of the, the things that federal agencies can do, and VA, VA has done this well, is create a CXO office that, is, that reports to the secretary that has the authority that has sufficient funding and resources to make a difference. And then once they start that change journey, I think it's really important to focus on the discovery phase. And I'm not just talking about a few surveys of your customer, I'm talking about deep human-centered analysis to understand the pain points, understand the challenges, what motivates your customers, you know, what uh, influences them, how they want to be served. Um, that upfront analysis is, is incredibly important for organizations. Yeah, so I think, uh, I think you bring up a very good point for, I think, people to take away that high impact, low cost, yep. so you then have some quick wins, some successes, yep. and then build and out prove, on that. And you prove the point. Prove and, the, yep. Great, right? So, and you talked about the empathy part of it and, you know, kind of uh, understanding the user's needs and a lot of analysis and discovery. So I want to take us in a different direction um, because TX, as some experts, you know, different uh, analyst organizations talk about it as EX, employee experience, CX, customer experience, and MX, which is multi-experience. So what this does is it brings different channels, different uh, you know, uh, aspects of technology. Mm -hmm. But I also want to kind of spend a little time on, especially because you serve the veterans, uh, 
and who have served us, um, and you, you have had past experience in this, there's the whole question of digital accessibility, mm -hmm. where there are people with uh, temporary or situational or permanent disabilities, and how do you kind of incorporate um, you know, maybe AI, maybe automation, and all of these to create that TX as a total experience. I mean, mm -hmm. both of you can share your background and experience around that. Yeah, and, and just to uh, touch on, because EX and employee experience still is very much a big part of the TX or the total experience. And I love TX because I'm from Texas and to see my oh, okay. state <laughs> code everywhere in my, in my yeah. sector and my industry really uh, jazzes me up. So, um, so in terms of what we've done, uh, in terms of, we've invested heavily on the CX side, as I mentioned. Mm -hmm. You know, 165 different business lines consistently measured through millions of different surveys in a great platform and through uh, V signals, as we call veteran signals. We've done that, we've taken the same methodology and applied it to our employees. Instead of doing a once in time, one annual uh, all employee survey, which is kind of a snapshot, an annual checkup, uh, if you will, of how the employee feels about their experience, we're doing pulse surveys on a quarterly basis to about 40,000 employees. And like once again, we're getting a lot of those uh, results and we're able to make changes to the employee experience. Like onboarding, we found out onboarding, uh, shocker, at the federal government is a really bad experience. So we created an onboarding, a welcome kit. Just like we have a, v, a VA welcome kit for our customers, we created a customer or an employee welcome kit because they're important customers too in this whole endeavor. We also created a buddy program. So it's not a mentorship program. It's somebody it's of your same grade um, coming in and kind of walking you through all the administrivia of that onboarding process. And we've seen some marked results. We've also found that some population groups of employees are uh, just like on the veteran and the customer side are underserved or their, their, their experience is, is not as high as other employee, employee types. So we've really delved in using human-centered design to better understand how we can deliver a better employee experience for some uh, underserved populations. Mm -hmm. Taking that into the total experience, or you know, VA is still very much a multi-channel customer experience. You know, we're not taking advantage of the full suite of uh, CX and EX capabilities like some private sector companies. Mm -hmm. But with those multi-channel, um, those channels that we are taking advantage of, are really kind of disrupting the way that federal government thinks about these things. So once again, going back to surveys and applying artificial intelligence to that. When we have a veteran respond uh, to an outpatient services survey, for example, that is our largest and most taken survey by far out of the 165 business lines, when they, uh, they can do their one to five Likert scale, of course, and then they can leave free text comments. And we use that to not only uh, you know, firm up customer sentiment and, and actually deliver to the pro providers and conduct service recovery on the back end to make sure that they have a wonderful experience, but we can also identify crisis, not only in terms of mental health crisis, but housing uh, crisis or foods, food crisis by keying in on different words and topic clustering around different terms. And then our uh, veteran crisis line or our homeless crisis line will reach out immediately within 24 hours and wrap their arms around that individual if, they, if, they, uh, uh, if, the, if any of these terms show up or any of these topics show up and ensure that they're you know, you know, concierge, they receive that concierge care. So that's one good example. Another good example of how we've modernized VA.gov, and I think this was 
uh, under Pam's leadership uh, in the, in, in a couple of years ago, we took very much an organization-centered website. You know, we had a picture of the White House, we had the <laughs> VA budget, like, customers don't care about that stuff, right? Like, they want to know how they can message their provider. They want to know how they can set an appointment. They want to file a claim or check the status of a disability claim. And so we took very much that organization-centered design and, and applied that human-centered design. And now if you look at va.gov, we went from very much function to, uh, I mean, uh, form to function, right? Mm -hmm. And it's four quadrants that address the top 20 transactions that one mm -hmm. can have with VA. We then took that into a mirror image and created a mobile app, which is now for Generation Z and younger, uh, older, younger millennials, everything's in the palm of our hands. I mean, all of us who aren't millennials or uh, Generation Z, but that's 90% of the military now. We have to think about our future customers and how to better design for them because the majority of our systems are built for older generations. So we're very much trying to pull a lot of these experiences together to maybe one day get to that total or omni-channel experience at VA. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I mean, this is, this is okay. I just want to kind of say that uh, I don't know if a lot of the private sector is doing as much as what you were saying. And so it's really impressive to kind of connect that whole, um, you know, from the sentiment to somebody calling and reaching out, that's impressive, so. so. I was just gonna add to that VA.gov website, the team uh, interviewed and had part of their development 500 veterans. So they really yeah, got that human-centered voice from their customer, which is the veterans. And they, there really has been a shift from the organization to the veteran. Uh, but I, I would add on the digital transformation side, I think you, know, you all have seen this in practice, um, and we've certainly seen this in the federal government, that a lot of times um, organizations start with the back end. They, they design a really great system uh, that works uh, really well, but then it doesn't meet the end state user um, or the customer's needs. Uh, you know, we recommend that you focus on that front-end discovery first before you even design anything, and I think you all know that, but it's really important, and I think that's one of the great things that VA is now doing, is they're focusing on, um, with all of this legislation that has come down from Congress, um, they're focusing first on the, the veteran and what they need, and then they're designing the solution to implement those congressional requirements. So talking about congressional and you know, going to the other branch of the government, so how are you aligning with the president's management agenda uh, in terms of delivering a simple, seamless, secure customer experience? And some of the measurements that you talked about earlier, are they kind of aligning to those agenda items as well? Yes, actually, uh, so we have been given the opportunity because the, of VA's investment, strategic investment into customer and employee experience, um, our Deputy Secretary, uh, Donald Remy, who's going to be speaking, I think, later today at the conference, um, along with Deputy Secretary Tian from uh, Department of Homeland Security, if I'm not mistaken, he is the life experience lead for the sometimes difficult transition from military to civilian life and for the President's management agenda. So we're fo focusing on five federal life experiences that Americans may encounter, whether that's surviving a disaster or having a child or uh, recovering from financial shock. But one of the five is that sometimes difficult transition from military service into civilian life. And to VA and to many other federal agencies and to the communities that many of us return to, 200,000 of us young men and women return to every year, mm -hmm. the largest number of displaced workers in the world, I might add, <laughs> every year we're turning over. 
they, we have a customer acquisition problem. Less than half of these veterans, when they become veterans, and their families access VA services within those first few years post-service. So how might we not only better acquire them, but ensure that they have a world-class experience and get enrolled to our programs, increase access to our programs, and, then, and, and thereby improve outcomes? So we're working with uh, in this cross-agency group that Deputy Secretary Remy is stewarding, leading. I don't want to say leading because the Department of Defense doesn't like when you say that. So <laughs> stewarding the, the federal life experience. So um, with Department of Defense, all seven service branches, since now we have Space Force uh, mm -hmm. and Coast Guard as well, and the Department of Labor to really rethink this um, this journey because it is a difficult one when you're not only moving from one place uh, to another But you're also you know taking off that uniform and you're losing a bit of your identity And you're having to figure out the next moves for you and your family and it can be very shocking So how might we better design so that we're much further upstream of that transition process? We're actually engaging service members and their families when they're entering the military and so they, so they log into a mobile ecosystem that can give them a full suite of federal services using login.gov or, mm -hmm. or some other platform to make sure that they, that they don't fall through the cracks. And as it relates to the customer experience executive order that President Biden signed in December of 2021, which is the first of its kind, and I'm sure many of y'all are very familiar with it, but it really gives us the ammunition that, you know, that, that, that we've been working on for many years to, to not only improve that digital experience, but really shift into and invest more like we were saying, into the mobile experience to, to design for that future generation. Yeah, VA is, is really embedded CX in the fabric of the organization, right? It's, it's part of everything they do. I mean, there's a lot more they can do, and there's you know, um, you know, a journey ahead, but uh, they've certainly come a long way and are a model for the entire federal government. Yeah, so I think you know, we keep talking about strategy, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use a much uh, used cliched uh, statement saying, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Right? Every day. So, so now, how do you, you know, and with your delivery kind of uh, approach to this, how do you gain that employee support? How do you gain buy-in for, you know, making that happen? You know, from your experiences, we can share, Pam. Mm -hmm. Yeah, culture is so critical. Uh, and not just to transformation, but just in general. Uh, engaging your employees is just as incredible, uh, important. Uh, engaging them early on, having them part of the change is, is, is critical. Uh, when an employee understands what's happening, understands the why, and is engaged and, and is able to provide feedback, um, they feel invested. They, they understand the change and they, they um, you know, support it. I would also say that one thing that we found helpful is uh, incorporating change champions throughout the organization those that understand the ideal culture and the, live the values of the organization and uh, can advocate on behalf of the change, but also provide feedback. And that feedback is just as critical, um, establishing feedback loops. Um, and VA does it really well with the signals program to understand you know, not only where the issues are so that organizations can focus their efforts and their funding on those, those specific issues, um, but also to help advocate and, as we talked about earlier, uh, help you know, evangelize the fact that CX is working, right? When you're measuring it, when trust goes from 55% to 80%, when inpatient and outpatient uh, scores for their healthcare are at like 90%, which is crazy, 
and it's not seen in the private sector anywhere, um, you know you're making a difference, and you know those CX strategies are making a difference. So that, that feedback loop, that data analytics is really important to helping the culture, and, um, and that engagement is, is really important. So you're almost talking like you know, uh, the connection of the why to you know, what you're doing at various parts in the process towards your audience or your population. That's really the connection that brings the buy-in and you know, facilitates that whole uh, cultural shift towards making the experience more important, looking at it outside in versus what you said, like we built it and they'll come versus yeah. now we're looking from the outside, empathizing and doing that. So then this has been you know, uh, very uh, interesting and a lot of experiences that you have shared. Uh, but you know, our audience comes from various different uh, parts of the federal government and industry. Uh, I would like to see if you can share maybe one takeaway each on you know, what, when you're getting into TEX, what is that one takeaway? Both of you, you know, if you can share. Well, and just, just to add on to the last point and um, you know, making the how easier for those business units and those employees that may not be as exposed to you know, customer experience principles and you know, they, everyone still views it as customer service and customer, well, it's, it's a little bit more proactive than that, right? I mean, it's, a be, it's trying to solve these problems for future customers based on the service that we're delivering to the existing customer. And I think making the how easier, so a lot of folks in the government are very quantitatively driven, right? I need to have a big box survey with you know, tens of thousands of responses to show me you know, what the problems are. Well, you're not gonna, it's harder to get that if you're only answering, asking certain questions, right? And even if it's a 150 question survey, God, God forbid, then you're only still only gonna receive 150 different insights per person. But if you, interview 500 veterans like we did for VA, the modernization of VA DACA of our digital front door, 500 veterans can give you hundreds of thousands of insights by sitting down with an individual for an hour can really show you the pain points, the bright spots, and the moments that matter across their individual customer journey. And then you reach that point of data saturation or like, okay, well, these are the major key insights we should focus on, one to seven or one to three or one to five, and then, and then go forward and show that business line how um, you can make that transition. And now that we've had so much success, it's easier to recruit and convince those business lines that are not yet under, mm -hmm. under the tent, so to, so to speak. So um, in terms of the, the total experience, you know, I think back to Pam's point was critically important on the, the backstage is just as important as the front stage. So as you're designing a better front stage, what the customer sees, you have to make sure your backstage is also being modernized and, and um, connected at the same time. You know, we have so many disparate platforms that I begin to lose count sometimes. Mm -hmm. and, and that total experience, when I, whether I call a contact center or I'm engaging with our va.gov chatbot or I'm emailing uh, my provider or messaging somebody on my mobile app, they need to have that contact history just like I would if I was calling USAA for banking or, mm -hmm. or insurance. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's a lot to be said for the, how important the backstage is. Yeah, I would just uh, add that um, bad customer experience erodes trust in government. Um, there's not a lot of people that trust government, right? And, and not a lot of people that have good experiences when they access government services. 
and a lot of transformation efforts don't think about CX. It's kind of an afterthought. And so I would just encourage everybody as you're developing these solutions to, to think about CX up front uh, and, and EX and, and, and every, every other X possible uh, because it's really critical. Uh, and there's some great things for the bottom line as well. You know, less training, uh, lower costs, improved efficiencies, better citizen experience, better employee experience, you know, empowered employees and empowered um, customers that can make informed decisions that work for them. So it, I think it's really important that we think about CX uh, up front and um, develop strategies to, to help the organization improve. Great. Uh, so, you know, I just want to kind of round out this discussion saying, why do we talk about CX and EX and transformational experiences? Because all this leads to adoption, right? And if you have adoption, you maximize value. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get value, it is difficult to kind of continue programs and get successes in your solutions. So, you know, like going back to the theme of our federal forum here today, transformation accelerated, part of it is the experience and part all leading towards adoption and maximizing your value. Uh, I would like to extend thanks to both Pam and John for uh, you know, great experiences that they have shared with us and hope we can take some of this away and go on our journey towards the transformation experiences that we need. So thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.